0: Support for LAist comes from Visual Communications, presenting VC Film Fest, celebrating 40 years of Asian and Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander filmmaking, with over 200 films May 1st through 10th. Info at festival.vcmedia.org. LAist Studios Today on the LA report, an LAist review has found some nonprofit groups charged Orange County more to deliver meals to seniors during the pandemic. A lot more. Well, we got another storm coming. The LA hotline that helps unhoused Angelenos find shelter from that storm is worried it can't handle all the calls for help. And forget the Genius Bar or the Geek Squad. If you can't figure out how to do something on your computer, your local L.A. County library might be able to help. It's Friday, February 16th. I'm Nick Roman. This is the L.A. Report from L.A. State 9.3. You know, during the pandemic, many seniors stayed home to stay away from a possible infection. So to make sure that they were safe and fed, Orange County officials approved millions of meals to be delivered to their door by local nonprofit groups. Now an LAist review has found some vendors charge the county significantly more than others. L.A.'s senior reporter Nick Gerda broke the story. 60% more for meals. That's how much a nonprofit run off and on by OC supervisor Andrew Doe's 22-year-old daughter charged taxpayers. Invoices and internal records obtained by LAist show Meals on Wheels Orange County billed taxpayers just under $10 per meal in 2021, when America Society charged 16 County officials this week warned the nonprofit that some $4 million in meals paid for with taxpayer funds are unaccounted for and may need to be repaid. The group has 30 days to respond. Doe and his daughter have not responded to requests for comment. For LAist 89.3, I'm Nick Gerda. This review is part of Nick's ongoing coverage of the more than $13 million directed by Supervisor Doe to the Viet America Society. We have more details online at las.com. The two L.A. firefighters who were critically injured when a truck exploded yesterday in Wilmington are still in the hospital. One at Harbor UCLA Medical Center in Torrance, the other at the Burn Center at L.A. General Medical Center. Seven other firefighters have been treated for burns or cuts from shrapnel or damage to their hearing. They were dealing with a fire in a truck powered by compressed methane gas when one of the truck's fuel canisters blew up. Now the winter storm is headed our way. It should arrive on Sunday night, and even though it's not expected to be as strong as the one that drenched us a couple weeks ago, it'll still put LA's 211 system to the test. Now 211 connects unhoused Angelinos to shelter beds. It's gotten more than 12,000 calls during the last storm. Amy Latzer is in charge of 211 LA. She says only 13 operators answer the calls that come in day and night. That means during the peak, you're never going to have more than like. Like maybe nine people answering calls. And there's thousands of calls coming in. And she says that's why more than half of the calls to 211 went unanswered during the storm. For the calls that did get answered, the average wait time to connect someone with a voucher for a bed, well, that got up to about three hours. And Amy Latzer says once the shelters are full and the vouchers are gone, there's nothing left to offer. That doesn't mean we shouldn't answer their calls. But there's just a need for more resources across the board. Amy Latzer with 211LA says they did some upgrades after Tropical Storm Hillary last summer, like finding more beds for people who needed them. But she says the bottom line is 211 needs more staff, which means 211 needs more money. The L.A. Homeless Services Authority, which works with 2-1-1, did not answer our questions about the long wait times and limited resources. Coming up, while we wait for that next storm, we have a new problem to deal with from the last storm. And if you can't figure out how to do something on your computer, your local L.A. County library is here to help. Support for L.A.S. comes from Latino Theater Company at the Los Angeles Theater Center, presenting the world premiere of Ghost Waltz by Oliver Mayer, a bold original recovery of Juventino Rosas, one of Mexico's most significant composers. Follow Rosas from his father's early death to his friendship with ragtime genius Scott Joplin, now on stage through June 2nd. Tickets and information at latinotheaterco.org. This is the L.A. Report. I'm Nick Roman. The historic Wayfarers Chapel in Rancho Palos Verdes is closed until further notice. L.A.'s producer Libby Rainey says it's because the chapel sits on land that's started to slide since the last storm. It's a gorgeous glass chapel designed to mimic California's redwoods. But now the historic building designed by Frank Lloyd Wright's son is closed. It's another sign of erosion issues on our coastline. Church officials say that the chapel has to be shut due to accelerated land movement in the area after recent storms. It's a popular wedding venue, but if you had a reservation for the chapel, you'll be getting a refund instead. For LAist 89.3, I'm Libby Rainey. So do you or maybe someone you know, do they need help learning digital skills? You know, simple stuff like how to update a password or maybe start an email account. If you do, there is a new tech support program at dozens of Los Angeles County Public Libraries. The story from LA's digital equity reporter, Nareta Moreno. The county hired about 250 interns to offer free tech support through its Delete the Divide initiative. Jalen Gerard works at the A.C. Bilbrew Library in Willowbrook. She helps residents with the very basics. So whatever they need, like let's say they want to do something at the DMV. Well, you need an email first. So we'll start them there and then keep working. The county is targeting areas where more than 20% of households lack Internet service. For LAist 89.3, I'm Nereida Moreno. Oh, and one more note. Ask your local library if they're part of the Delete the Divide initiative. You can also check LAist.com for the list of libraries that can help you with your computer or your tablet or your smartphone, you know, whatever you got. Thanks for listening to the LA Report. I'm Nick Roman. Be sure to listen this weekend when Julia Paskin brings you the LA Report. The LA Report is produced by Libby Rainey and Tiffany Ugiea. Megan Garvey is the executive editor. Catherine Mailhouse, our director of content development. Our engineer, Tui Mao. Original music by Scott Kelly. We have more about today's stories at LAist.com. You can also listen live anytime on the LAist app or on the radio at 89.3 FM. You know, listeners like you help make the LA Report possible, so please donate at las.com slash join. This podcast is supported by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe quality journalism makes Southern California a better place to live.